Beautiful Places with Neil Humphreys on Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. And we're back. We are back. Beautiful place. We Where are. are we going today? We are going to a place that you rightly ribbed me for. for oh, not no. Going oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Battle Box. 25 years, seven books about Singapore. I had never gotten to the Battle Box for various reasons. It wasn't for the lack of trying. I've turned up when it was closed. Yep. And finally, my wife and I went back last week. Okay, the Battle Box. I'm guessing many of our listeners and viewers have been to the Battle Box at some point. So very briefly what it I is. i got to say it's been years, though, right? Exactly, and yeah. that will be the key point. Mm. Built in 1936, yes, it was a World War II British underground command centre inside Fort Canning Hill. Famously, it's where Percival and his high command made the decision in 15th of February 1942, we've got to surrender to the Japanese. So it's very historic. But let me say what the battle box isn't, because I think that's very important, the perception. What it isn't is a dull, boring trudge around just a load of chilly, damp, concrete rooms. And what it more importantly isn't, and this is key, is a very simplistic view of the fall of Singapore. Mm. That's what it isn't. Mm. And why? We have to give thanks to our good friends of the show, the Singapore History Consultants, and our good friend Jaya, who's been on the show yeah, many Jaya times. Yep. Now, they took over the Battle Box, and I didn't know this, and they relaunched it in 2016. And what they've done is fantastic. Why? Because they now take visitors on a chronological journey. So you start at room one, concrete room one. And in that room, it's a quick overview of the 700 years-ish of Fort Canning. So it, it oh. brings you right up to date to the edge or the brink of World War II. Okay. Then as you – it's so well done, Glenn. That's, that's very interesting, right? As you right? go room by yeah. room, you go through this labyrinth of, of rooms and corridors. Yeah. Nine meters underground, don't forget. You're going to the second room, and then that will build momentum. Okay, so Japan and China, this is starting to happen. But what's interesting, there's, there's, it's a two-pronged journey. So with the banners on the wall and the info panels, it takes you chronologically as, as Japan makes its way down the Malay Peninsula. But what it does also, it recreates in each room. Okay, so this is the surveillance room. And at this stage, Japan was making its way through Malaysia and the guys in this room were doing this. Then you go mm. in the next room. OK, this is where communications becomes very important because now yeah. uh, the Japanese are closing in on Johor. And so this would be the room where the comms would go out. And then as you go further into the battle box, it will say, right, by this stage, the in invasion is imminent. And so now... You've got the, the high command sleeping here. They're not leaving here. They're mm. here 19 hours. And you get these wonderful, wonderful, emotive, visceral images of cuts out of these huge iron doors because it was so stifling in there mm. with dozens and dozens of men that they would hacksaw out pieces of metal just to improve the airflow. So when you see this, it becomes a real personal visceral experience and then of course you realize they're sleeping here they're bathing here they're, they're going to the toilets here so and this was very personal to me they have kept the toilets in almost the condition they were at the time and this really affected me glenn because i realized these toilets were built in the 1930s 
as the same time as my toilets in my very old secondary school was built, I literally stepped back in, t- in time. I stood. <laughs> you you recognised them. Yeah, I stood at the urinal and I said to my wife, "I could be. I have been transported huh. back to my secondary school. Wow. Same architecture, same layout, same everything, same designers, everything. It was extraordinary. And you literally put yourself in the shoes of the people who were there at the time. And the next point, and this is so key." It's so key. It's transformed the narrative, that very simplistic narrative that one-sided. The, Jap- the Japanese were these sly military geniuses and the British were bumbling, foolish idiots who had no idea about anything. And the, and the locals were cowed and easily intimidated and controlled like, you know, insignificant pawns. It's too one-dimensional. It's too simplistic. They give you a much more nuanced view of history so what the bunker ends up doing i thought it be, it's become the debunking bunker <laughs> i made that up it's the debunking bunker it debunks myths some of which i'll just highlight one this is what you probably were taught years ago the british were surprised when the japanese invaded from the north not true the battle box explains why Two, Singapore fell because the guns, the cannons, were famously pointed the wrong wrong way towards the south at Fort Soloso. Not true. The battle box explains why. Three, Singapore had to, or the British, had to surrender because the Japanese cunningly took control of the water supply and cut off the water supply to all Singaporeans. Not true. And finally, Hmm. the more decisive one that even I was guilty of saying in some of my books... Percival and the high command fell for the Japanese bluff. You know, if they'd have just hang on for another day, they could have reinforced. We all know this one. And they could have seen off the Japanese bluff. It's not true. Mm, mm. And when you go into the battle box, they debunk each of these myths. Oh, fascinating. And they give you a much more nuanced view whilst taking you on this very tactile chronological journey leading up to... The room itself, which is very powerful. You know, they have the mannequins. And yeah, the, the big room, room, yeah. But once you've been on this battle box journey, you get to the, you literally metaphorically get to the position that Percival is in. I understand now why Percival has to make this decision. I understand why they really have no alternative mm. but to surrender. And that's what the battle box has become. It's become a much more nuanced a deeper, richer uh, interpretation of events leading up to that fateful moment. It's brilliant. Wow. Thanks, Neil. That, that, is, that is really interesting because the last time I was there was probably was prior to 2016. It would have been, yeah. yeah. And it was interesting for what it was, and you, but it was a little bit corny, I yeah. thought, a little bit cheesy, you know, they, these animatronic guys, I'm you know, get to that. trying to, uh, you know, whatever, with their headphones and stand back, they're bombing and all this, and well, we got to give up, you know, all the, the dialogue and stuff was weird. Um, so now it sounds like what History Consultants has done has really made it into a more modern and a smarter look yeah. at what we now know about that. Period in and history. a key word I would say is more respectful hmm. and slightly more dignified to the many lives that were lost, both militaristically and, of course, locally. Sure, it's, it's not a game. And I and I spoke to the guy. I had a very long chat with the guy uh, on the on the reception counter there. You know, expressing my admiration, and he said just what you said that before the Singapore History Consultants came in, 
it was a free attraction and it was almost a Disney-fired attraction. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, lots mm-hmm. of cheesy animatronics and like it was a war game. And Think kids, of it's a small world and the, yeah, you know, the... And, and kids stilted. were running yeah, around, exactly. very disrespectfully. <laughs> People died here. Yeah. You know, yeah. the consequences of decisions taken in that room still affects... Well, it was the beginning of the end of the British Empire. So you cannot underestimate the significance of the, the decisions yeah. taken in that room. It should be hairs on the on the neck, you know, relevant. It shouldn't be kids running around going, uh, you know, like it's a, a game. It's not a game. It's respectfully done. It's tastefully done. And it is intelligently done. Yeah. Yes, of course. What mm. is it ultimately? It's 20 rusting concrete rooms well. underground. I'm not pretending it isn't. What it also isn't is Disneyland, and nor should it be. And just remember, 15th of February is coming up, which is the anniversary of the fall of Singapore. To anyone listening, there's not, you know, you'll have a good, and um, what's the word? I was going to say entertaining. It is entertaining. It's very entertaining. Reflective and insightful um, visit if you go now in the next couple of weeks, and also a very poignant mm. uh, visit as we get closer to the anniversary of the fall of Singapore. Nice. Cannot recommend it enough. Beautiful Places with Neil Humphreys on Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for that, Neil. That was, uh, that was really interesting. And, and I think, you know, the, the bonus on that is when you go to the Battle Box, then you spend some time going to the Heritage Gallery, yeah. walking around Fort Canning, soaking up 700 years of history and, and, and all that that means for this uh for this city yeah uh, you know it, it's it's a tour and then walk down the hill and go to the new peronican museum well, newly opened peronican museum I, absolutely you know? and now i've kind of pieced the two together ideally you would do the quick stroll around oh as long as you like around the the fort uh, canning heritage center which gives you that lovely 700 year overview and then once you've got that perspective, you wander down to the battle box, mm. which condenses that very intense period of, mm. of January, February mm. 1942. And you'll just come away. I mean, my wife, you know, she loves a, loves a history. She found it genuinely fascinating. I mean, genuinely fascinating. Um, it, it's just so well done. So, for example, as you're getting to the latter stages and they're talking about, the, you know, the invasion of Singapore now, they'll showcase bullets. Now, previously it would be, oh, they're just lumps of metal but you've got context now these are the bullets that were literally being fired at this point you know during the battle so you have context you have real physical Mm. context to what's playing out in front of you great great stuff and we're getting comments uh Mm. tranquility c just a friendly shout out to mr jaya tularai couldn't agree more been a long time always enjoyed your local history tours enlightening and educational couldn't agree more i will get this podcast to uh to jaya. Jaya, yeah I, and we're I, hoping to actually have him on in a couple of weeks we should have him back yeah on we again. need to confirm that for him to talk about that the battle of singapore yes um so yeah we we need to we need to get him on as well so but that's a uh, that's a great now, tr- i must add uh, um the battle box is not free yep. and i know that some will say i think i've paid twenty dollars uh, $20 just to look at a few concrete rooms. Nobody's making money here. Nobody's getting rich out of this. It doesn't make any money at all. It is purely to maintain what I'm guessing would be a very expensive upkeep of the better part of 100-year-old structures that are nine meters underground. Yeah. That's all it's for. It's worth 
as far as I'm concerned, it's worth every cent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get down there if you can. Rob Salisbury, good man, Neil. Finally a tick in the box to get to the battle box. <laughs> You're right, Rob. It was, a, it was a long time coming. Kelly Tule, nice view behind Neil. Oh. It is, isn't yeah. it? It's the courtyard out at, here at SPH. It is, actually. I yeah. like it here. I, yeah, I, I, I know. we got to see if we can be down I, here I more often. I think we might have to uh, yeah, have a word. Down, definitely. Have um, a word. Aloysius, have a great weekend. Enjoy the last week of Lunar New Year. Uh, we'll listen to Money FM via audio app now. See you next week. Thanks, Aloysius. Um, but if, before we get off the World War II thing, can I just, one last thing I want to mention, and that is I think the thing that doesn't often get mentioned about the military troops here was just how uncomfortable it must have been in those old woolen uniforms, especially that the British had. Mm. And they always had to have their collars up and their you know ties on, and they always had to be looking proper, yep. long trousers much of the time, not always. Mm. It must have just been heck yep. in this climate. And then you add being in the ba- battle box yep. where there was no air con. Right, you know, no, and you can sense their like, their desperation. It has, has a real Shawshank Redemption feel about it. Mm. That they were doing anything they can, literally cutting holes out of these wrought iron, you know, to save them from a bombing doors. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, just to get some air filtration, yeah. some air movement in what, as you say, and, and as it's pointed out in the battle box, in those key stages, those terrifying final days, the place was packed with people, with panic stricken sleep-deprived people who are getting these intermittent reports coming in. They're coming from the Kranji. They're coming from the West. They're moving this way. It's too fast. It's too fast. It's too fast. Mm. So they're sleep-deprived. They're starving. They're sweating. And they must have been facing pure terror. Just terror. Knowing what's coming. And last point, last point. Uh, Percival, you know, I've I've been guilty of this in my books as others. You know, the the, the foppish public schoolboy, officer, buffoon. It, you do come away, I know I've used this word several times, but you do come away with a slightly more nuanced and sympathetic view towards Percival. If you want to point fingers, you go much higher up. You go to Churchill, you go to the military command overseas, the fact that they left Singapore completely exposed, mm. completely mm. neglected, just sent out those two warships famously that was just the easiest of pickings. I think it was the Prince of Wales and the Repulse off the top of my yep, head. Yep. And it, for Jap- Japan, it was Christmas come early. They gave them no air cover, no air cover. So the Japanese bombers just thought... How many do you want to drop? Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be here until the job's done. I mean, uh, it was just a military disaster well, from Churchill's standpoint. I, I can't wait to talk more about this. I, I love World War II history um, and all that it means for... So many theaters around the world, but mm. certainly, as you mentioned, for Singapore and what that meant for the British Empire. Absolutely. Uh, just really, really interesting stuff. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.